feels so good to be back with you guys on our parenting series. So we're doing a four-part toddler discipline series. And if you are following, if you didn't catch the first one, which is kind of like the intro, go back and catch that one, the one right before this. But if you are just now listening to this one, I want to tell you, if you are not a parent, don't worry. Between our uh, four-part series, we're going to be inserting bonus episodes, bonus episodes where we're going to be talking about things other than parenting because I have a very diverse audience and I'm aware of that. So no worries, we're going to be catching you up. So the next episode will actually be a bonus episode and then we'll continue on and and so forth like that. Now, if you are a parent and you're looking for tips on a one-year-old, this is important. It's important actually, even if your child is past one, not yet one, knowing all these stages. So when you have all your children, you can know how to handle it is gold. I wish I would have known these things. So today we're going to break down very easily and fast in like a little snippet what exactly is new with your one-year-old, what's happening, what are their current abilities so you can keep it in perspective. That is critical. And lastly, I'm going to give you a bunch of tools of like with common discipline issues and how to better handle them. Super excited to get this episode started. Let's go. Thank you for joining us here at Mindful Muslim Speaks, the podcast where we are empowering women and men currently. We're almost done to grow and thrive because we are just finishing off our um, free Muslim Marriage Lab Masterclass. Um, today, we're going to be talking about some parenting that I'm really excited to give you these tools. Um, I actually share them with all my friends, all my students, um, with my own daughters. So love, love that you're here to catch these today. Um, if you haven't already, don't forget in about a day, one to two days, we have a countdown timer now we are closing the free master class on how to find a spouse by the sunnah i cover a ton of stuff and i'm not going to open it again till next year because i have other projects i'm going into so if you um, are looking for a spouse or if it's not you if it's your sister your cousin your niece your friend Please, guys, share this link with them. I need all women to have the tools to succeed and protect themselves and to be more knowledgeable about the choices that they make in terms of spouses because you get you know, marry that guy for the rest of your life and he's going to be the father of your children. And since we're talking about parenting today, I think that's really important, making sure you have somebody who's aligned with the same parenting that you're doing as well. So the link is in the show notes. Don't forget to share that one because it's going to close in one to two days and not be up for another year. Enjoy, enjoy, guys. I'll see you in class. So with this one, what's new? What's new um, with one-year-olds? So one-year-olds are very, very easily distractible, and they're kind of driven by the need to hone in on their gross motor skills. You might have already noticed that their motor skills are not so amazing, but they're very you know, kind of um, really, really seeking stimulation. They make you laugh because they're unpredictable. They're just throwing things, dropping food on the floor, playing with, you know, eating out the trash can. (laughs) They're doing kinds of all crazy things at this age because they're just exploring. And that's totally normal. A lot of what you're going to hear today that you can connect with, you're going to be like, oh, that is totally what they're doing right now. I want you to understand that understanding your one-year-old is really important. It's going to help you to discipline with less stress. So what I'm going to do off is I'm going to start off with exactly what is new for them and that way you can understand them. I'm going to let you understand what they're able to do, what they're not able to do. Now why is that really important? Because a lot of our stress comes from like 
stop that. Why can't you stop that? Do that. Why can't you do that? Not realizing that they have limitations. Now, physical limitations, I know those are easier to see, like the fact that they can't climb as good as maybe you need them to or go down the stairs as smoothly as you need them to do. But there's emotional and mental limitations too just because their brains are not fully developed. If you have not already, check out my podcast and I'll get to that and I'll mention that in a minute because there are some tantrums that do happen. I have an entire podcast on the three steps. Very, very good steps. I'm telling you, like so helpful. Um, it's what I use with my own kids all the time to diffuse a tantrum with a toddler. So if, I'll try to link that in the show notes below as well. But we're going to go over you understanding them. That way you can know how to handle them. So, you know, Your toddler is obviously growing and the more they grow, they want more freedom as they can understand that their finger works to do this or their hand works to that. They're just growing and growing and developing and they start to become pretty aware that they can do things. Now, um, it's not unheard of for a toddler to take until even 18 months to begin walking. So don't worry if you're worried about like they're growing and walking and if you have any specific concerns, obviously speak to your pediatrician. But I know parents have this thing with like walking, like we need them to walk really fast because it means like we have amazing kids, they can walk already and we kind of like tote it to other parents. But it's totally normal and it could take up to um, 18 months, so over a year year and a half for them to walk and that's okay because they're gaining muscle that's what they're mostly doing in this stage they're gaining muscle and they love lifting and lugging heavy objects and carrying things from one place to another even if you don't need them to like taking everything from one of your rooms and putting them in the other room they have a natural need to gain muscle and so like their body a lot almost made them so they're naturally responding to meet that need by lifting things it actually makes them stronger if they weren't doing all that mess that they're making they'd actually be weaker so it's kind of a good thing but in terms of cognitive capabilities um, it's really important to understand that they're very impulsive And they're very reactive. That's why they're so hard to deal with sometimes as much as we love them. They just need to do it now. They need to have it now. When you tell them something, they're like, ah, you know, this is extremely normal. Like I'm going to explain a couple of these different phases as we go from one to two to three to four year olds. Um, It's really normal because I need you to see these as You know that that saying like this too shall pass. (laughs) A lot of this is going to be like them going through phases and us kind of dealing with it and the thing is the better we learn what phase they're in and what they're going through right now and what they can do and they can't do it'll help us to deal with it better otherwise we're going to end up screaming a lot yelling a lot getting stressed feeling overwhelmed feeling like you can't do this anymore if any of that sounds familiar that's because maybe we're not handling the different patterns that they're going through in stages as well we we could understand a bit more and get some tools so we'll get into that but the free print prefrontal cortex which is that front of their brain that's underdeveloped is the reason why they have this impulsivity and they can't like deal with logical reason when you're talking to them the ability to keep focus on one activity is really hard for them so a lot of moms complain like I put the toys in front of my child and within five minutes they're done oh they can't focus no that's totally normal their attention span at one years old is like five minutes it is they, they're not weird or wrong or bad behavior because they can't focus more than five to 10 minutes. So what you have to do in response and what I had to do is you have to strategically plan your day with multiple activities for them. That sounds difficult and annoying. Sometimes I don't have time for that, 
but do you have time to scream all day? <laughs> so, you know, it's all in perspective, right? And there's tons of things that you could buy online that are free. There's tons of free things that you could do in terms of activities. Every day I'm building those more and more, but there's so many things also out there on the internet. But just understand, if your kid can't pay attention for more than five minutes, that's okay. By 18 months, most toddlers can say at least 15 words. If your child cannot then you're gonna to start to pay attention. It's a little too early to tell if they have certain issues with speech, but you can definitely keep an eye on it. Uh, but regardless of how often your child is talking, you just, you'll just you know that they're able to understand you by the way that they engage with you. Even if they can't say all the words, you'll see if they can respond when you give directions or you bring a new person in the house or a new item in the house and you're talking to them. Most kids can understand at this point two-step commands like, go to your room and get me your sweater. They, most of them can do the two steps by this point. And if they're not, then you just keep working on it. Give them things to do that you don't really need them to do just so they can practice two-step commands. Um, but the most empowering one-word phrase that I think we're all very familiar with and dealing with at this age is no. Um, your child's going to say no a lot. And guess what? Totally normal. Why? Because they're learning limits. The fact that they can decide for themselves if they want to do something or don't want to do something. The fact that they're asserting and using. And sometimes, you know, it could feel like they're trying to do it on purpose to frustrate you or show off that they don't have to listen to you. But actually, it's a, it's a sign of a certain milestone that they've reached. And it's actually a good thing. It means that they're becoming aware of themselves and limitations and boundaries within their environment. So they're just practicing it and they don't actually know how to use it. They're not aware completely of how to use it properly. So they're just kind of practicing. So have a little bit of patience with them. But what I need you to know is your, your toddler is completely aware of the present moment, including all the objects and the people and the movements that are happening. Um, they have this innate mindfulness that we almost wish we could have as adults. And they start to communicate. They're saying things like bye-bye or no. And, um, you know, they're, they're looking at cause and effect. They're understanding, well, when I do this, this happens. And they often love to repeat activities. I was talking to my daughter about this the other day. And she was like, oh my gosh, he could just take the sticks and put them within, like she has a canister, and take them in and take them out and take them in and take them out like a thousand times and never get tired. They're really practicing doing things. They almost have more patience than us as adults when we can't oh this is too hard or whatever I give up and they're just like very very driven and that's actually really really good but they're finding joy in doing these things and the fact that like they could do something and the ball might come out of the hole when he's playing with his toy and it's it's really helpful to them to practice these these actions over and over again so find something that they like um and and let them do it they're they're seeing the reaction the world around them subhanallah they're more amazed by the world and creation than we are and they're just finding complete joy in it sometimes when you want to go yell at your child just stop for a minute and look at them be like, wow, they're just enjoying themselves. I know it's irritating to me that they've splashed something all over the floor, but they're literally in awe, in joy. And it's things like we almost wish we could have. So subhanAllah, just have a little bit more patience and understand they're just you know, learning the world around them. And your toddler has this new independent spirit, this sense of self. And they're going to try to take every opportunity to remind you that they have their own opinion. Before it was so easy when they were like a couple months old, you take them here, you take them there, you tell them what to do. But now they're like, nope, I don't want to do that. 
And sometimes you'll be surprised as much as they're independent, they can also be super clingy in a new environment when they're not used to um, being in it or they don't know people. And at this age, they might want to resist your limits, but they're also very much wanting to still be near you. They need you very much. And so let's just talk about... um, some age-appropriate discipline as they're doing all these amazing things that you could use um, since their behavior is going to be driven a lot, a lot by physical and emotional needs. All right, I'm very excited to get into some very specific advice about how to deal with toddler discipline in this section. And, you know, just guiding our toddler towards developmentally appropriate activities and still creating limits and reinforcing those limits clearly. And kids at this age, by the way, I wanna say, should not be expected to comply just because we said so. Yes, that's huge, I'm gonna say it again. They will not just listen because we said so. It's okay to, like the underlying point here is that children are growing into more fully developed human beings, but they're not fully developed yet. Our capacity of like, you're gonna do it because I said so, they're not actually physically developed in their brain to kind of understand the rationale behind that like their safety my mom cares she's telling me what to do I should listen they actually are physically incapable at some you know points within their, these toddler stages and we have to acknowledge that because then we won't take it personal because when our, our kid doesn't listen to us come on let's be real sometimes we take it personal oh, they're defying us they're trying to and we make it very manipulative when they literally just can't do it and that's just not fair so Let's talk about some things we can do to make limitations that are fair, but can still have less stress for us, right? Okay, so the first thing is your environment, your space. I need you to look around your house and I need you to think about what you have there and if it's safe and if it is um, stress-free. Because like for me, for example, when I have small kids, one of the things I do is I clear areas, like I clear things off that I don't want anybody to touch. For example, if I have this really nice, a glass vase that I know if the kid just touches it, it might tip over off this table and just shatter. I'm going to put that away. I'm going to put it away like for the next year or two. I know. I know. We don't want to do these things. We love our house. We want to decorate the way we want to, but that's going to come with additional everyday stress and keeping it the way we want it. So there's certain, I tell women this, it's not that you can't do things. Like some women make these blanket statements to other women, like you can't have a nice house anymore once you have kids. No, that's not true. We just have to think about phases and chapters of our life. Um, Like like I tell women who want to start a business when they have a newborn, I'm like, "Mm, it's just not the best time for you. It doesn't mean you can't do it. It's just that you're going to be lacking sleep. The child needs you the most at this time. They're totally, you know, miskeen. They need their mommy. They need so many things. You are going to be having to adjust to their schedule and it's it's high stress that is not the time it you might do it in a year or two or three but it's these phases of our life so let's just suck it up and accept it and this is part of life and not get down about it not get depressed and let's just be smarter right let's work smarter not harder that whole phrase is totally true so here I look around I'm going to find my counters empty I'm not going to have a whole bunch of knickknacks easily breakable materials but I'm not also gonna do this thing where I make my house like a museum and nothing can be touched or everything's empty that's not what I'm saying what we're gonna do instead is we're gonna go on all fours and just get into the child's position that they normally would be in really low and make sure that everything is safe all of your outlets and all that stuff like that but then know that they're gonna want to touch stuff and that's where the fighting happens a lot of time touching grabbing breaking throwing and so I'm on this stage right now so what you can do instead is you'll clear the things that you know they're going to easily break and keep toy collections manageable for them uh, like eight like maybe eight toys at a time in a single space where they can go and know they're there 
Kids love predictability and organization even more than we do. You can have low shelves or baskets or bins. You can get these things cheap at the dollar store. The more natural fabrics are obviously better than plastics and things, but if you're on a budget, don't feel pressured. I I always just do what works for me. Ikea, and I'm not promoting them. I get no kickback. Um, They have great stuff for this for kids. I don't know what it is in Sweden, but they've thought of these things. It's very almost Montessori-ish friendly. You'll see a lot of stuff online if you haven't heard Montessori. It's this really child-friendly, like they're very aware of the stages of children great stuff to buy um unfortunately it's very expensive and so a lot of people are like oh i can't do it so ikea is a really great alternative to get a lot of that same stuff at a cheap price so i do that all the time so we need to also um once we've considered the environment we know they're going to touch so we we could buy things that they can touch that are not going to break that are child friendly you know like you can go in the kitchen section of ikea and just get like a whole bunch of cups and bowls and things so like when they want to do stuff they could do it on their own or little pots or you know whatever it is little rugs little baskets it's really really easy so now we have to talk about routines routines are going to be your best friend the ebb and flow of like your entire day can affect your child's behavior so if we want to talk about why they're getting like moody and then they're throwing tantrums and then we're like going like pulling our hair out of our head it has a lot to do with routine I know a lot of women that don't have consistent routines and we need to start imagining for ourselves what the perfect day would look like and then compare it to your current day um what are we not putting in our schedule? I work with a lot of women um, in one-on-one consultation. You know, the funny thing is I never ever <laughs> intended to do any of that, but I guess after a lot of this with the podcasting, women want additional help. So I do that. I help them plan a schedule. I help them, you know, think about the time in the day and how they're spending it or think about how they're incorporating self-care. That's really important. So we go through this. We look at their routine, what they want to achieve and what they currently have in place and if that's going to get them there. That's what you need to do too. So when you leave, and let's say go out for the day and you're going to leave your child behind with your mom or your dad if that ever happens do you have a routine where you guys say goodbye do you say a da'a do you kiss do you hug routines even in teeny little things like that how we wake up in the morning how we wash our face how we brush our teeth we say this da'a we start with one small ayat of quran even we recite it these cute little things the way we go to get lunch we just like slapping it together and throwing the table like here and throwing them in the chair and like, oh, go. Or are we actually, you know, having this way where the child can go and help to get something or he knows he has a special cup and a special thing? Like we making it a special routine-ish experience. That's really important. And time frames is also important. Um, sometimes your children will fight you. I want the red one. I want the blue one. So let me help you with choice and them fussing over things. They're, they're, they're starting to assert their opinion. They don't understand how to do it fully. They're like super underdeveloped. So again, a good way to avoid a fight is to know that the fight's coming and to be prepared. It's kind of like the house, right? We've cleared from all the things that we know they're going to break because they're going to break them and we know it. So let's just be prepared. So in this case, for example, you give them two cups and you say, which one would you like? They're going to love that. They're going to love that there's a choice. I want to wear this pink dress. Okay. 
every day, make a routine where you put out two two dresses that you don't mind them wearing that are weather appropriate. Cause you know, like they always want to like, my daughter has this thing where she always wants to wear the snow boots, even in 90 degree summer. So there's some point I had to hide the snow boots, but I put two other things out instead. And I was like, hey, you know, out of sight, out of mind. And so I, I put two other boots or shoes and I was like, which one would you like to wear? And then she's like, I want the snow boots. And you're like, I know, but we're, we're going to wait till snow for those. To, but right now you have these two. I want to know which one you like. Which one do you think we should wear today? Pick one. Yeah. You make it super exciting. And all of a sudden you're going to find them picking it and putting it on. They just like to feel empowered. So it's like, almost, I don't want to say it's like a trick, but you're empowering them, but not really. You're not saying you can do whatever you want. You're just saying which of these two controlled choices would you like? It could be with what um, utensils they're going to pick, what shirt they're going to wear, what shoes, which towel in the bathroom. Um, pick what's comfortable. It will just make them feel better and fight you less if they feel like you've considered their opinion. I know this goes against the grain of how many of us were raised, but understand that this is more developmentally appropriate. This is going to get less fights between you and your toddler. Now, um, the other thing, the last um, couple of things I want to just tell you, um, just then some common things that happen, um, is that the behavior of our children can be traced back to their physical and emotional needs a lot. So what I want you to start doing is paying more attention to their behavior patterns. A lot of the time, what our kids do every day is the same thing over and over. We're just not connecting the dots. So therefore, if you can figure out what caused it, like the actual um, detective work of doing that, the common causes of their emotional outbursts, they're often linked to being hungry, being tired, being too hot, too cold, overstimulation, emotional discomfort. At this age, that's usually what it is. When kids get older, it gets a bit deeper, but right now it's very much just the basic needs. Hunger, tired, hot, cold, overstimulation, too much noise. And as you get to know your kids' tolerance levels, it'll be easier to pinpoint the underlying things that are upsetting them. So what I want to encourage you to do is to be a bit more of a detective. Now, I told you guys I'm putting things together. One of the things I'm actually working on now is creating a cheat sheet for all these things you're listening to. So yes, I've thought of that too. Hey, I'm a mom. I'm listening to this podcast. I'm hearing some great tips. Can't remember them all because in the moment when my kid's throwing themselves on the floor and wailing and breaking everything, I can't think of your tips. And I, get, I totally get that. So I'm a mom too, five kids, right? And so I'm going to make a cheat sheet for you. By the end of the series or midway through the series, I'm going to see how fast I can get it to you. Um, I'm going to put together the cheat sheet and you can have it and you can take it with you forever for the next one to four years you'll have exactly what to do in a teeny little um condensed way and I really really think that'll be helpful and make it more actionable so you could actually do this stuff but for now let's just hear it so you can be familiar with what we're talking about so the other thing with a one-year-old is you have to establish boundaries I see this mistake from a lot of moms um they are still like innocently experimenting they don't know that like you know, doing certain things are going to get themselves hurt. You think it should be common sense because they've done it before, but they're just so curious that they're just wondering if I do it a slightly different way, <laughs> am I going to get a different reaction? They're very much into cause and effect, and, and it's more out of complete innocence. Um, the fact that they're going to run into the street, that makes them feel good. I'm free, run into the street. They don't know that a car could easily come. So they do a lot of feel-good exploration stuff. They are not old enough to grasp consequences. So what does that mean for you? That means do not get mad when they don't get why they shouldn't be doing that. It's totally normal. So your job, my job is just to keep them safe. The simple 
limits that we're going to set for them are going to be just that simple simple clear and safety focused we're going to allow them to explore more than we normally want them to sometimes but as long as it is safe and healthy so one way we're going to get them out of these situations is we're going to distract them and redirect them and this is a common common uh, method used by so many parenting gurus and this actually really works and i use this with my kids all the time so your toddler completely understands the object is permanent at this point you know, they, they, they get that, that a hidden object is not truly gone. They get that at this point. Um, they also, though, in your favor, are highly distractible. They have a short attention span. So you can use this to your advantage to help them, help them stop focusing on something you don't want them to focus in on something else. And so it's actually fun. I want you to really, really try this. Um, for example, and your, your child totally wants to touch something, they're screaming, and then you get it out of their sight in a way and then you get something else and you put, oh my gosh, look at this. This is crazy. There's dots all over this. Can you touch them? Oh my gosh, I want to touch them right now. And so it's like, you know, it's like a, it's like a paper something and you're just like, whoa, crazy. And if they're like, still dazed and confused they're not fully buying it you could just easily quickly bring something else that's totally different <gasps> look at this one this one is so amazing let's touch this one they're gonna forget about that thing they were screaming about pretty fast this works like 95 percent of the time i'm serious it really really does so you know try not to let too much time to pass after that to then try to to reason with them a little bit it's okay after that to explain things hey you know what before mommy if you can and you if you feel that need and you want to still try to explain that's fine but we need to try to pull their attention away from something to something else because they're not at the stage yet where we can sit there and reason then they're going to accept it and they're going to be like yeah you're right mom and they're going to stop don't wait for that. That's not coming. Okay. It's not happening. They're not developmentally ready. Okay. Now, what if they're, for example, throwing something hard? Let's say, I know kids that just want to throw stuff. Okay. So the, the idea of like positive parenting is instead of they're throwing something hard, give them something soft to throw. They need to throw because that's what their body's telling them in this stage. They need to throw stuff. So you're like, well, that's not appropriate to throw, but you could throw this and give them like a little soft ball. Okay, take the hard ball, give them the soft ball. Having things that are soft around them, since they're in this stage of wanting to throw things and break things, softer things are better because they're going to not hurt other children in the house. They're not going to hurt themselves. Um, about the trash can, um, this you're just going to have to just say, the trash can is for garbage or hands stay out. Um, you know, I wonder what your hands can do instead and then bring their little busy hands somewhere else and let them do something else. Like you, they don't, understand the boundary you're just going to have to keep repeating with that that one is a tough one or you can try to make the garbage can less accessible what about uh, if they cry for some more food what can you do with that well you can say something like i know you already ate your pretzel i just saw a bird outside hopping around tweet 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 i love birds you want to go see him like i acknowledge their emotion and their upsetness but then i also turned and i did that distract and redirect really quick I know you love that, but oh my gosh, I saw the most amazing bunny outside. Let's go see him. We run to the door. You're going to be amazed how much they don't care about their cookie anymore or about their pretzel or about their toy. So try these things. And let me just tell you some common things that happen. One is the tantrums. So for that one, I, like I said, I'm going to link, as we're ending here, I'm going to link the tantrum podcast below where I talk about that, how to deal with them from start to finish. That's really, really an easy thing. It's just three. And I actually have a free downloadable for that. It's just three steps 
you'd be shocked at how well they work with just these three steps. Sleep is something that is another problem for parents. Um, I can't get into that one on this one because it's too long. And I probably will do a general one about putting kids to bed and sleep. I know that's a big one for parents. Believe me, I know. Um, and But the sleep is really important. They need to need to have a certain amount of sleep at this age, at least like 10 hours or something. It's a pretty good amount. I have to go look at my chart again. Um, but sleeping is a big one. But I, for, if you have a picky eater, I have an entire blog post on how to handle picky eaters. And I have like eight different suggestions of how I get my kids to eat food anyway. I'll link that below. I already wrote that one a while back, I think like a year ago. Let me think if there's anything else I want to make sure I tell you guys. Um, with, with food, yeah, offering variety. Oh, physical aggression, hitting. Let's talk about hitting for a second. Um, right now, they don't know how to use their words right so what happens is kids express themselves physically when they don't have the verbal capacity to say how they feel so they use their body they're going to hit they're going to throw so what you need to kind of be the detective for is why they are hurting what are they needing to say they they, because it's very typical to forcefully do things they're not capable of purposefully trying to hurt people they're not trying to hurt on purpose we need to understand that if they're hurting others um it is something where you do have to create the limit about it you do have to stop it but you do not need to overreact that's the thing that many parents do so do not overreact and intervene and stop the aggressive behavior now this is what it could sound like i'll tell you what it means so for example let's pretend they go over and they're pulling the newborn baby's foot or hair or arm or something like that because they you know they're jealous or they they want to touch the baby or they just this is very curious whatever it is and you say that hurts like the, the baby's name is um ahmed that hurts ahmed and then show them instead how to touch ahmed here look and you could pet Ahmed's little hand or you could touch his little arm this is how we touch Ahmed gentle redirection is going to be what you're going to need to do every time they want to hurt you're going to show them what to do instead no we're not going to hit look what we're going to do instead we're going to do this no I don't want to do this I don't want to do this I'm mad he touched he took my toy you see then that means they're not going to say it exactly like that but you know what I mean like you're going to feel that from them that means they're they're not getting that need met they need to talk to you about their emotions about that they need you to help them manage that most of parenting in this age is you helping them manage things you helping them work through their feelings they don't know how because their brain is underdeveloped in that area I talk about that more in the prefrontal cortex of my tantrum thing so the hitting is going to be because they are naturally expressing themselves with their body one it's totally normal and two it is something you will still have to stop and gently redirect but I want you to know it's not because they're bad it's not because they're evil it's because they're not able to express it and they're not feeling like they're they're able to there are there could be deeper deeper things that we can talk about that could be like they're just doing it because it feels good they're just doing it because they're frustrated that you know Ahmed isn't big enough to play with them and he wants to play with him or maybe they just want attention because they feel you're on your phone all day I'm just making I'm just being honest like there are sometimes deeper reasons why our kids are doing things because they're trying to catch our attention um overall when they're non-compliant the last thing I want to leave with you is how to gain like overall like compliance in terms of um getting them to listen so let's say for example you're telling your child come over here and they're running away faster and faster as possible and then you say um you have to come over here and finish your lunch and they look at you and they're like ha 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 and they drop the food all over the floor and then if you try to get them to come over they're going to be like no no 
go away. Rah. Okay, so like this is not an uncommon thing. And it is this behavior that causes many parents to insist that they have a child who is strong willed or they have, or you know, but, or, you know, they feel like if they don't put him in check, then it's just going to get worse. And, you know, we need to just understand that we need to have a plan to handle every single situation. Sometimes, like I said, the redirecting, the giving choices, the talking to them, it's actually what they need at that age. Us just expecting them to, like I said, to listen to us and do whatever we say. So, like, let's talk about how we can get better cooperation. We often tell kids no all day. So I want you to instead try to use the word yes more often. I know it's like the opposite of everything we want to do with a one-year-old. Like, no, no, don't touch that. No, don't go there. We say no so often that when we do say no, it loses its power. We need to regain the power of no by using it less and using the word yes. Yes, you can sit here right after you do this. Not no, you can't do this right now. Yes, you can. As soon as you eat your peas, you can go watch whatever that show you're watching. So you have to, and I have to, um, understand that we have to try to use the word yes a bit more. Now let me just end with some really good tricks that I use for getting them to comply with certain things like diaper changes, getting dressed, and being cleaner. For, um, for diaper changes, try changing them when they're standing up instead of lying down. Um, as soon as they're lying down, it makes them feel um, less powerful and then it makes them want to fight you but if they're standing up they feel more empowered they feel more equal to you and they kick and wiggle a lot less so try to do some diaper changes I know it can be hard sometimes but that or sometimes I distract them by singing a song like a special diaper change song that we sing and then they sing along with me distracting them while they're doing something sometimes I give them a toy to hold while I'm doing the diaper change but definitely standing up helps a lot Number two, getting dressed. Like I said, give two choices for them to pick from. Would you like this one or would you like this one? I want that one. No, no. But which one would you like? Oh, I think this one looks so pretty on you. Would you like this one or this one? Make a routine every day that there's going to be like two things they could choose from. Cleanliness. So your kid doesn't care that he's got like cake smeared all over his face and on his fingers and he's like rubbing it on his body and all over your like chair that he eats on. Bring a mirror. Bring a little baby mirror over to him and be like, oh my gosh, look at that face. It is so beautiful, but it's got cake everywhere. Let's get this baby wipe and wipe it. Could you help me? And I give them a baby wipe and now they think it's a game. And now they're like, woo! And they're like wiping their little face and wiping their hands and they're very into it. It's all about changing the way they see what's happening. And they also can't see their face that looks the way it does. So showing it to them is really, really helpful. Um, again, Montessori has tons of stuff where they, they help with stuff like this. These little mirrors, these little washing of the face. I've done a ton of research on Montessori and I actually love it. And so it's just that, yeah, if you're worried about being uh, pricey at all, Ikea is really the way to go. But mostly use your words calmly and empathetically with them. Us as parents, calming ourselves down is actually the key more than helping the child. Our overreaction, screaming, frustration is actually very poor modeling of adult behavior. They will become our angry selves if we do keep showing them this. The prophet, peace be upon him, didn't show frustration with children. He was very calm and empathetic. So if you want to be great Muslim parents, we have to keep in mind that this is the the realm that we're supposed to live in, calm and empathetic. If that means you deep breathing, do what you got to do, or it means you thinking happy thought or leaving the room for a minute, you have to learn calming techniques that work with you. Every person is different. For me, sometimes it's for me, it's journaling and priming myself in the morning that makes the rest of the day of parenting so much easier. But for all of us, all of us, regardless, I want you to know that 
we have to get really, really used to not reacting. Calm. I'm going to help you now. I know you don't like this, but it needs to happen. I'm going to be super fast. Don't worry. And don't lie to your children. That's the last thing I want to end on today, guys. Not lying to our kids is really important. Don't say if you do this, I'll give you a candy and then you never give them a candy. Not that I think bribery is the way to go anyway, but the point is I know some parents, they lie to their kids a lot. That's going to hurt you two ways. One, eventually they're going to get so smart that that's not going to work anymore and you're just going to be a liar. The second one is eventually they're going to get old enough to understand that my mommy is a liar. And that's deep. So I could be a liar. We've just ruined them. You guys feel me? So I really hope that you could take a ton of these suggestions today and use them to help you. I know they will help. Please try any, even if you just try one of them, that would be great. If you want to get more advanced and try two or three or four, but definitely, definitely try them out. See how they work. I've used this for all my kids. I told you raising my kids from four years old to 23 years old um, with my parents. I have students that I help with this, you know, consultations. So try these out. I think they'll really, really help. And then shout out to Ida. Like I said, next time we're going to have a bonus episode that's going to be like general to help all women I think it's going to help mood I'm going to do something with helping emotion and mood especially since we focused on being calm today I think that'd be a really great interjection and then inshallah we're going to continue on with two-year-olds thank you guys so much for being with us in this podcast I know it's long but I am really giving you just a ton of tools that I want you to have in your little toolkit and like I said we're working on that cheat sheet so you're going to get that very soon just keep with us on the series and I'll be announcing it in one of the podcasts again don't forget get guys if you haven't already caught the free master class for marriage or shared it with your niece or uncle or cousin excuse me uncle no that's weird <laughs> cousin um sister friend somebody who needs help on tools just like i'm giving you now on how to get married better don't forget to share that with them all these links are below have an amazing amazing day guys assalamu alaikum rahmatullahi wa barakatuh